Networking and marketing made simple is for you, the business owner that has a product, service, or message that you truly believe in. My name is Scott Aaron, and each week we'll take a behind-the-scenes look at real-world networking and marketing tactics while leveraging LinkedIn to get what you have in front of many more people. Thanks for spending time with me, and let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Networking and Marketing Made Simple. Uh, just again, want to extend a very happy and healthy new year to everyone that's listening and just want to thank everyone for the support uh, of this podcast and uh, everything everything that you guys do to continue this going. Uh, excited about today's interview because uh, it's it's one of those things where I, I love uh, molding together um, the, the corporate world, but also the entrepreneurial world. And uh, the person that I have for you guys today is not only a national director in the corporate world, but they're also an entrepreneur who is growing a very successful podcast. It's geared towards other moms, whether they're in corporate or entrepreneurship. Uh, and it's a really important message that obviously needs to be shared. And that's why I'm very excited about today's episode uh, for that and so many other reasons. So with that, Amanda Cahill, wake, welcome to today's episode. Oh, Scott, thank you so much. I'm uh, very excited to be here. I've been following you for a long time, so couldn't be more excited to have this conversation today. Well, the feeling is mutual. So before we kind of dive into all the things that you're doing now with uh, this incredible podcast that you now have, uh, I always like rewinding the tape before we kind of move forward. So if you could rewind your personal professional tape uh, and press stop at a certain moment that you feel was kind of that that catalytic or that that pivotal moment that kind of set you in the direction that you're currently on. What would that moment be for you? I love this question so much. And I feel for most people, there's probably several pivotal moments that happen. The most recent one, I would say, is absolutely last summer, the summer of 2022, right? That was uh, when my first son was born. I think leading up to that point, I was very successful in corporate. I moved up the corporate ladder very quickly. I went from entry level to a national director in less than 10 years. My career was thriving. I built relationships, right? And then I ended up starting a company with uh, with a co-founder. We ran a business for a couple of years and that was very successful. By all accounts on paper, everything looked great. If anybody saw my resume, they said, Amanda's very successful. She's making it happen. She's crushing these goals. She's hitting milestones. But then my son was born and it literally flipped my world upside down in a, in a single instant. I was one of those people, like many moms, I feel like, I lost myself in motherhood a little bit. I was very ambitious leading up to that point and the identity shift that happened, I was not prepared for. I ended up going back to work from maternity leave from what I feel was too soon. And I ended up developing some postpartum depression, some postpartum anxiety. And because I was having this massive identity shift where I was like, who is Amanda? What do I, you know, I don't even know who I am right now. It ended up changing so much for me, especially like in my business with my business partner. We ended up coming to terms with I'm on a different path than she's on now. And our lives look so different. And while we are still connected, we have made the decision to dissolve that business. So we're in the process of doing that. But for me, I was able to move through that depression and that anxiety and start to find myself a little bit. But I wanted to find a way to give back. And so for me doing that, I ended up launching a podcast just a couple of months ago called Redefining Motherhood because I wanted to help other 
women, whether they're in corporate or entrepreneurs, just any any woman who is a mother who is doing some sort of business venture, right? Who has that career ambition to help them navigate this crazy season because it's hard <laughs> and a lot of people don't talk about it. And we're kind of changing that narrative to let people know you can talk about these things. You are not alone in your journey. We are stronger together. And honestly, Scott, the reception that I've seen from the podcast has been mind blowing. I didn't, you know, when you put yourself out there in the world, you never know how it's going to be received. And for me, I didn't know really what my end goal was. I just know that I needed to start. And so I took messy action. I stepped into it and now it's, it's thriving. We're in like 15 different countries or something like that. Just in a few short weeks of launching this podcast, I get messages and calls all the time from people who are listening, people who are sharing, and it just feels really good to know the message is resonating. Yeah. Well, well, first, congratulations on all that. And, uh, you know, I do appreciate your transparency and vulnerability because there's a lot of people that don't talk about a lot of the postpartum things that happen. And, you know, again, uh, I'm, I'm about uh, 11 years ahead of you. You know, uh, our son turned 11 in September, but it it's still becoming a parent uh, changes things uh, immensely from time commitments to, I would say, things that were or maybe now are more important than others. And that's not to downplay uh, or take away from anyone that that is not a parent. But it's it's different when you're responsible for another human being, when you are responsible because, you know, balancing your personal and professional life, there there is a uh, there's an art to that. And there's a lot of people that have have difficulties kind of creating those boundaries where one kind of bleeds into the other where they're giving too much time to their professional life and not enough to their personal or too much to their personal and not enough to their professional. So they end up losing themselves. And I think it's really important for people to recognize that everyone has a different path. And uh, sometimes people figure it out fairly quickly, but other people, it, it takes some time. And and I think it's important for people to understand that. And I think it's a, it's a really important thing to acknowledge that for one, there are so many people that probably feel the way that you did and and at some times probably still do that bottled up inside and they, they stuff down those feelings or they find it difficulty to talk about it with other people. No one gets me. No one understands. And then there's someone like you that says, you know what, you know, I'm, I'm going through this. I'm growing through this and I want to support and help other people how I overcame this and and still you know, progress forward and obviously the launch of your podcast. And it's so important to to share that message. I remember my dad always telling me as a little kid, you know, he said, you know, when one person speaks up and says something, there's nine others that feel the same way. They're just too afraid to say it. And and again, it's 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 not about being shamed or being pushed into a corner, but you know, the with the rise of social media, everyone feels like they have to live this picture perfect world. You know, there's there's no nothing wrong ever. Everything is all sunshine and rainbows. But the reality is, you know, life sometimes knocks you down and there are some difficulties and things that come about. And obviously, you know, every person that becomes a parent or or doesn't become a parent, you know, you're going to go through certain things and it's about how you learn from them and overcome them. Now, as far as, you know, making that transition from, you know, just being a wife to now being a wife and a mother and understanding and recognizing the things that you were dealing with, you know, post having uh, your son, 
going into the whole podcasting world, even though it, it's still new to you and you're still exploring. And I, I love all the stuff that you're putting out on LinkedIn and sharing all your episodes. What was the, the biggest unknown about starting your podcast that was geared towards empowering uh, you know, mothers and people in motherhood that you really didn't think was going to be a hurdle that had to be overcome, but you ended up doing that. I think there's a handful of things. So for me, I I wanted to start a podcast for so many years and I didn't because I let the tech side of everything hold me back. The unknown for how to get it out into the world, how to market it, how to edit, all of those things. And I ended up partnering with a podcast agency, thank goodness, who handles all that backend stuff for me. So all I have to do is show up and turn on the mic and make it happen, right? But something that I was not prepared for, I think it's twofold. I mentioned this in when I in, in the intro there is that how it was going to be received was a big hurdle for me. When you start putting yourself out into the world, you never know what's going to happen. Are people going to be receptive to it? Are they going to shun it? What's going to happen, right? But I knew that it was such an important message because for me, so many moms had told me exactly what you said. They saw me on social media and they said, Amanda, you are doing incredible things. Like, how are you still succeeding at work? How are you such a great mom? How are you making this work? And I was like, for me, I'm like, I'm barely surviving. So the fact that you think that I am, I am, I'm up on this pedestal and I'm superwoman because I'm not. And that's the farthest from the truth. So that was one of the catalysts for me starting it. So it was how it was going to be received and then me getting past that tech piece and the willingness to share it on social media because I'm sharing some very vulnerable things. I talk about postpartum depression and anxiety. I talk about miscarriage. I talk about all the things that seem taboo, but happen to so many people. Like you had mentioned, when you become a parent, you think I'm isolated. I'm the only one. Nobody else is going through this. But when you open up about it, you find out that so many other people are going through the same thing. And sometimes you just need that one person to open up that dialogue and so that has what I have seen since I have put this out into the world is that so many other people, mothers and fathers, parents just as as a as a whole have reached out to me to thank me for doing this, for opening up this conversation, to say that maybe they didn't experience this personally, but they know somebody else who did. So that to me has been the biggest reward and why it makes it so easy for me to continue to show up because I see that. And it's been very therapeutic. So there's that piece too. Oh, I I could not agree more. You know, I think we, we've moved into year five of my podcast and, you know, my, my wife was kind of the inspiration behind it. We were listening to um, uh, Russell Brunson's podcast like a while ago and they were like short two or three minute episodes. And I'm like, this is a podcast. And she said, yeah, it can be as short or as long as you want. So uh, Gary V was promoting uh, a, a podcasting platform called Anchor, which Spotify has recently purchased and I actually started my podcast from my phone and that was really it. And the, the rest is history. Um, and it's something that we teach people how to do. And, and uh, to your point, I think people don't understand sometimes the simplicity behind things. You know, we create stories like, oh, my God, this is going to be really hard to do. I'm never going to be able to get it out there. But, um, you know, people go different routes. You know, we teach people how to do that. But, the, the you know, like you're like you went the route of hiring an agency to help with that. There's a solution to every problem. And I think that's the big thing. The other thing that I, I want to acknowledge is that, you know, there's a lot of people out there that have the narrative that, you know, is what I have to say enough of a value where someone would actually pay attention and listen to it. 
And the fact is there's a niche market for everything, motherhood, fatherhood, you know, business. I, I, I remember interviewing a guy a couple of years ago that has a podcast that's geared towards mom and pop pizza shop owners because he was a, 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 a mom and pop pizza shop owner and he was doing all these great things, marketing this, that, or the other. And he started a podcast. And then all these other smaller mom and pop shops started to reach out to him to ask to hire him to help them with their marketing. So he sold all of his pizza shops, still has the podcast, and now has a marketing agency that's geared towards helping other mom and pop small you know, pizza shops grow and scale. So you never know who's listening, but all it takes is that that first person to reach out to you to say, thank you. You know, thank you so much for putting out this content. And to your point, it is so therapeutic to do a podcast and, you know, it, to just get those things that are in your heart and out into the airwaves for other people to consume and receive. It's very, very rewarding. And and one of the, I, I would say one of the, the most rewarding aspects of a podcast is knowing that it's adding value to someone else's life. So looking kind of back, but also looking forward now that you're months into the podcast to that point of, of having something be rewarding, what is one of the most unexpected side effects that came from the podcast that you did not expect to happen when you launched it? Oh man. I mean, aside from the therapeutic aspect, which was, that has been huge. I think you hit on this just a second ago, talking about the fact that people are like, do 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 you want to even want to hear what I have to say? Are there people who are going to receive this, right? And like, Scott, for you, like you are such a great storyteller. That's how you think. That's how your brain works. For me, I'm not necessarily that storyteller person. I'm more factual. I like analytics. I like numbers. I like, you know, things to be in a row and to have logical succession for how they work. And I know, I think Nancy's very similar in that regard. So that's kind of how my brain thinks. I, I thought that you just said it because that's my, I mean, I do love numbers and stuff, but I, I am that storyteller. She's kind of like the analytical, like, yeah. So yeah, perfect, perfect description of the both of us. Right, right. Well, and, and the reason I say that is that it gave me permission when I stepped into this to say, you know what, maybe I'm not the best storyteller, but that's okay. Because the people who are looking for those stories to be told in that way, those aren't my people. The way that I'm going to deliver the message and the way that I get the points across, there are people who want to hear it that way. Like if I like the short, concise, like I do have a couple episodes that are three, four, five minutes long, and that's okay. And then I have some that are an hour long, you know, so it's giving myself that grace and that permission to say it can look however I want it to look. If it feels good for me, it's going to resonate with somebody else. So I think that has probably been one of the biggest rewards is just trusting myself. And just knowing that if I like things this way, if this is how I am receptive to information, that there's so many people who are going to be able to receive information that way, and it's going to be just fine. And I don't have to appeal to everybody else. So with, you know, the transition of, you know, becoming a mother and then going back to your corporate role, um, what... Is there anything that you would have done differently knowing now, you know, looking back, you know, the year plus since he's been born that obviously you've, you've created this podcast to help other people. You know, I always tell people 
I love talking about certain things because I don't want people making the same mistakes that I did. I want to make the mistakes for them and then teach them what not to do because that's what I did. So you kind of learn from those things. Is there something that, you know, if if a, you were having coffee with a, a mom friend and she said, you know, Amanda, what is something that you would do differently now knowing, you know, what you know now that maybe you did and obviously, you know, switching things around so you don't have to go down the path that you maybe went down? That's such a pivotal question. And it's very easy for me to answer that. For me, I went back to work too soon. I only gave myself eight weeks because I thought that I had to go back sooner. And because I had always been a high achiever, because I had always been successful, I thought I don't need, I don't need more time. I can go back now and I can make it work. If I was if I, and that, and that's the thing I tell everybody, I'm like, make sure you give yourself enough time. And then when you do go back, understand that it's not going to look the same as before you left, give yourself that grace and maybe ease into it versus just jumping all back, back in. I remember the very first day that I was back, I'm in meetings and I, I had been out for two months at that point, right? I had no idea what was going on. I was like, I just changed a poopy diaper or I just got thrown up on. And now I'm in this meeting and it was very hard to navigate switching your brain from one to the other. So I think the biggest thing is make sure you give yourself enough time up front and then be realistic about your expectations when you do get back into work. And, and that goes for corporate and for people who own their own businesses, whatever you do. I did the same for both, for my corporate and for my for the business I was doing with my business partner. For that one, I, I made sure that I eased into it, but I felt that I had that flexibility because I owned the business. With corporate, I felt so much pressure to get back to Amanda pre-pregnancy, to show up all put together, makeup on, hair done, and for what? I completely like brushed it under the rug that I didn't even have a kid. So I think giving yourself that grace to say, you know what, let people remind them because people forget. Especially for me, I work remote. So I didn't I didn't have an office that I went to. I couldn't show people pictures of my baby. I couldn't put a photo up in my cube or my office, right? So there was never that reminder. So once I went back to work, it was out of sight, out of mind. People completely forgot. So it's giving yourself enough time and then being flexible and giving yourself some grace as you ease back into it versus thinking that you're going to jump right in full speed ahead, just like before. Yeah. It's, it's not like you're getting emails from the company saying you better come back in eight weeks. You know, there, there's a, a lot of people that, that have that story. Like if I don't go back as soon as possible, I'm going to be replaced. So they want to almost put that best foot forward to the company to show I have loyalty to this company. You know, yes, I just had a kid, but my job is also important. And you kind of almost lose yourself. And, you know, as we start to wind down, another uh, question that that really came to mind was, obviously, you said you, you work remotely, which I think is just wonderful. You know, Nancy and I run our company from home as well. What What is still something that you see as, not a flaw um, in, in what people are dealing with, but what is a very simple shift or uh, decision that that mother that's listening to this podcast that is having that challenge of finding that balance between their work life and their personal life and, you know, the commitments that they have and the parties and the sports and all that stuff. What's, what's your best piece of advice of what that mother can do to really start shifting maybe some of the imbalances that they're having in their life right now? 
Yeah, that's such a good question. And I think it's important to mention that there's never going to be balance, right? There's always going to be a give and take. Something's always going to take more precedent over something else. It's never going to be a 50-50 split. So understand that and know that going in. I think understanding what is important to you and then implement that into your life. What are your non-negotiables? Where are your priorities? And then you start to fill in your life according to that. So like me, the big shift was now my son is first. My family is first. I still take care of myself. I work out all the time. You know, I take care of my body. Being a fit, healthy, happy mom has been a big priority of mine because I know that that non-negotiable of me taking care of myself helps me show up as a better mother, as a better wife, as a better coworker, as a better business owner, all of those things. So I think it's figuring out what are those non-negotiables in your life? What are those priorities? And find a way to incorporate that into your life. And stick to it. That's such a big piece. Because I think a lot of moms specifically, I don't know if dads necessarily deal with this as much as moms do, but that guilt that women feel, the mom guilt of, I should be everything to my child. I should be the caregiver. I should also be able to provide. I should, I should, I should, I should, I should. Moms are very bad about that and putting themselves last. So I think giving yourself that permission to put yourself first because you can't pour from an empty cup. So do whatever you need to do for you that prioritizes yourself and those non-negotiables, because that's the only way that you're going to be able to sustain. Because if you don't, that's where that burnout comes into play. That's when people start, you know, doubting themselves. Maybe they go into a depression hole, whatever it is, but you really have to take care of yourself first and foremost. And that goes for physically and mentally. And that's what those non-negotiables and setting your priorities Love that. So I'm going to make one recommendation to the listeners and then I have one final question. So um, uh, Wayne Dyer was a, an incredible human being. He passed away probably about six or seven years ago at this point. And he produced a movie uh, with Portia de Rossi um, in the mid 2010s called The Shift. Uh, anyone can find it on YouTube. If you literally go on YouTube and you, you just type in The Shift by Wayne Dyer, D-Y-E-R, uh, it speaks to everything that you just said. And a lot of it is focused on how women and mothers in particular uh, lose their passions. They put their passions, their personal uh, things that bring them joy aside so they can be all to every single person. And it's just a, a very like I've watched it many, many times. I always recommend it to people. Um, so for anyone that's listening to kind of to dive in deeper uh, to what Amanda just said, you know, as far as em embodying the identity, not just being a mother, but being a human being as well, check out the shift. Um, so Amanda, final question, uh, but before we get to that, anyone that wants to learn more about you and your podcast um, and really take in a lot of the information that you're putting out there, what's the best way for people to connect with you? Oh, thank you for asking. Uh, you can just go to my website. It's amandakahill.com. I have links to all the podcast and blog is all there. You can also follow me, follow along with my podcast at Redefining Motherhood. Um, and that's the the handle on all socials as well. So would would absolutely love for people to tune in. Let me know if there's some takeaways. The biggest thing that I feel on my heart is to be able to impact other mothers so that they can sustain and live their best, best lives. So listening to the podcast, in my opinion, is one of the, the best ways that they can do that. Awesome. Well, please do support Amanda. And it's an important message for all people to listen to. And uh, I will link in the description of the episode exactly where you can listen to it on iTunes, Spotify, wherever it's found. 
Um, so again, it's called Redefining Motherhood. Definitely check it out. Also follow her on LinkedIn. Uh, you know, she shares valuable information, you know, clips from the interviews that she's doing from other mothers. And uh, it's really important to create that community. And obviously that's what you would find with the podcast as well. So Amanda, final question before we sign off, what does success truly mean to you? I think success to me means exactly what I mentioned a, a few minutes ago. It's putting yourself first, making sure that you are good with you, that you're taking care of yourself physically, that you're taking care of yourself mentally, because if you're not doing both of those things, how can you show up as the best version of yourself in any other area of your life? Like I mentioned it, there really is no balance. There's no 50-50 between your, your personal life and your professional life. Something will always have a give and take. But if you stay true to yourself, that is success to me. That is where you find the happiness, the joy, the inner peace, and that availability to show up as your, the best version of yourself. And at the end of the day, that's what I strive for. And that's what I wish for other people as well. I love that work-life integration. You know, it's never going to be a perfect balance. It's doing your best to marry the two and giving yourself, like you mentioned before, give yourself some grace throughout that whole process. Amanda, just want to thank you so much for coming on to the podcast today, um, sharing all the valuable information that you did. And I'm really, really excited for my listeners to check out your podcast uh, so they can learn more about you and obviously how you're giving back to this world. So thank you again so much for being here. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much. I appreciate the opportunity. I'm glad that we can finally make this happen. Absolutely. And uh, again, all the information about Amanda, her podcast and everything that she's doing will be found in the description of this episode, but also the email that got sent out this morning. So obviously that's why you're listening or watching to this right now. Uh, again, just appreciate all of you for your continued support. Don't forget, if you enjoyed this episode, uh, please leave a rating and review on iTunes or wherever you're listening to this to and from. So everyone, love and gratitude, and I'll talk to you next time. Thank you so much for checking out today's episode. If you could, please support this podcast by hopping over to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or any place that you're listening to this. Leave us a rating and review. Let us know what you loved most and what you would like to hear more of. But also, if you would like to learn how to take your business to the next level, whether it's using LinkedIn or working directly with myself and Nancy in our intimate group coaching programs, you can head over to www.thetimetogrow.com or scotterran.net to learn more. Thank you again for your support, love and gratitude, and I'll talk to you soon.